This episode is sponsored by Vorboss. Check them out in the description below. We get to make podcasts for a living. We don't want to get too bogged down in being like other people have this and other people are doing this. We're focusing on what we're doing. And what we're doing is I'm not taking any prisoners this next year, bro. We got paid. We did, and we're still here. We got the paid. The lights are on. The lights are on. This is where we had, if we had those bells, we'd ring them. We'd be like, ding a ding a ding a ding a ding um, oh Yeah, God, that was a stressful couple of dude, days. Dude, that was man. stressful. That was a stressful couple of days. It feels so good. And I said in the last episode, I wasn't sleeping. I was genuinely not sleeping. Yeah. And the fact that Friday came and it started to figure itself out, I was like, okay, I can now breathe and actually like go back to living a normal life. Yes. Briefly. It makes such a difference. And also the, the crazy thing is as well, is that like, this isn't even money for us. I know. Like when we're like, but that's what I was saying to you like last time. It's like that's when more pressure's on you. It's like I, I can yeah. deal with not paying myself. Yeah. As can you. It's when you're trying to pay everyone else. That is true. That's but it harder. is it is uh it's important to note that when we're like oh we've been paid. It's like we're not even taking money out of the business. That's true. Yeah. This, when we say we've been paid, the we business mean has the, been paid. Yeah. yeah the business has been paid. Barney's been paid. Barney's been paid. <laughs> Basically, the yeah. rent's been paid. Yeah. Like or Barney will be paid. Yeah. Barney's sitting there thinking we haven't actually pre-ordered five bags of rice. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well then you learned. Good. Um. But no, so yes, it's definitely very, very good to be paid and um, and it just takes a lot of the pressure off. It does. And things are looking really bright. They're looking really positive, off the man. Off the back of it, which is crazy. This is what yeah. we were talking about, about uh, the highs and lows of, of running a business. On Thursday evening, things were looking a bit gloomy. I wasn't sleeping well. I was just like stressed about money. Yeah. And then you come to, come to today and you're like, mm. wow, okay. It was completely the other side of the coin completely the other side of the coin like the, the, the prospects are huge what's happened in just the last few days it's like so wow. for context one of the things that we've been looking at doing which i think we might have touched on in last week's episode um but we're going to be launching a b2c arm of our studio so right now which our, is business to consumer yes so so right now our, our business is purely b2b business to business so we're only serving other businesses so we're offering a production package for companies we then film it edit it give them all the content uh, as a kind of all-inclusive deal but we're now going to be opening up another arm to the business which will be offering anyone who has a podcast or wants to record in the room yeah. uh, to use our studio we're going to be offering that as a as another arm of the business yeah. which should be quite quite good it'll be really exciting so if you're listening and you are thinking about starting your own podcast we'll um put a link in the description to below and kind of check out our website and have a look at what we can offer but uh it's basically a much better product for less price than the competition yeah, that's a really good way that's of putting it. Just we have simple. we have like customizable LEDs as you can see here on the desk. So you can change the color of these lights. You can change the image obviously on the TV. You wouldn't have to do your podcast with our logo on it. Uh, so you can put your own like logo and branding on the TV, and also the ornamentation behind me here. So like you know if you want to put like different ornaments and stuff on the on the shelving, you can do that too. So it's a lot more customizable than the competition as well. Which Definitely. Is nice. Which is really ironic. You'd think other other podcast studios would have done that. They right? don't do it like we do, yeah, baby. They don't. They don't not, do the like <laughs> not, not the ground floor way. Not the ground floor way. That's exciting. So we're launching that in the next couple of days, yeah. uh, which will be really cool. Um, it can be really exciting. Too. I think it's also another way to, because obviously at the beginning when you're starting a business, the main thing is you're worried about covering costs, as yes. we've established quite quite heavily. You know, when it comes to paying rent, paying staff, yeah. you want to make sure that you can cover costs. So having another revenue stream will be really, really. Uh, it will be really. Exciting. I hadn't even thought of it like that actually. We're now like we're now at the point where we have we've got the cost covered and we're profitable. Yeah. And now we're just like, okay, how do we add strings to our bow? Yeah. How do we get more money coming in? I hadn't thought about it like that. It's exciting. literally until now. That's crazy. Yeah, but it is true. It oh, is. No, I know. So there's that's a cool. So there's cool. a cool. Um, should we talk about the forecast? Because I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we were looking. We were crunching the numbers. Which, by the way, if you had said that to me when we set this up three months ago, I yeah. would have said you're smoking something, and I'll have a bit of it. Yeah. One hundred. That's your favorite phrase it as is. well. That's your favorite but phrase. Like, I don't know what you're smoking, but I'll, I'll, I'll have, have a, a bit, bit of it. it. Um, no, it's crazy. Like to think that we're here. We so, could potentially be here where we are now. Exactly. At the end of the month is. I wouldn't have thought that three months ago. Yeah. So Skeet was running the numbers by me today, and essentially he was looking at the forecast for what we're looking to make this month in the worst case, and then what we're looking to make this month in the best case. So on the Good. bottom end, the uh, in the, uh, at the lowest we'll be making this month is four and a half k. Yes. And at the high end this month, we could potentially. Where it gets tasty. This is where it gets tasty. We could potentially be making. Drumroll, please. Fifteen k. Pretty Definitely sexy. Pretty sexy. Yeah. Um, so obviously that is a massive range. Yeah. Although that that sounds crazy, but it actually is not that unfeasible that that could happen. Yeah. That's obviously best case scenario, and it might not. But actually, the person that's going to be quite significant pivotal to that increase is really keen to do it, and yeah. is wanting to do it. Just needs to get one more signature on the piece of paper. Yeah. To get it done. We're very very close. We're very close. Yeah. So that would be huge. It um, would be. 
and we'd be really excited. And also, she's so cool, man. Uh, yeah, like I, I really I, want to work I, with I, her. Yeah, like, I didn't even get a chance to speak to her. Yeah. Um, but this potential client, he spoke to her twice last week, and like she seems just awesome. Yeah. Which is which is really, really switched on with it. Yeah, and and that's what's great also about this business because when you're doing a content based business, working with people where you have to kind of drag them along to explain yeah, to them why it's, it's just it, it, it it's fine you can do it but it adds another step yeah. whereas when it's like they get it they get why it's valuable and they're excited about it it's like ah oh, half the legwork is done because then you really enjoy working with them yeah no, so i agree i wasn't even really thinking about the money when i was talking to her yeah. i was like i genuinely just really want to yeah help you build what you're trying to build because it's right. exciting like obviously i had it in the back of my head but i was like actually no i do i really want to work with you 100 makes a big difference when they actually know what they're talking about and they've got the right reasons to do what hugely hugely yeah. um so yeah so basically the, the figure of 15 is is actually quite achievable <laughs> we'll see if we actually do it yeah by the end of uh you know the next couple of weeks but um but yeah it's it's definitely achievable which is crazy it is a crazy man. dude it is crazy three months in yeah. right like if we had said when we started this agency yeah should we should we go into the fact that we nearly ditched this completely <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, like, fuck we, it. Why not? We... Since the last episode. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. On Friday night, actually, we were going to yeah. shut up shop and think it's all fucked anyway. <laughs> Let's give it a miss. No, when when we when we started this business, we 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 were just struggling to get it off the ground because we just launched the agency and it the the agency wasn't even in our original plans. It That's was. actually probably good to give clarity to people Definitely. actually in this episode. So. The way we didn't set out to launch uh, an agency, we actually set out to launch a studio business. So we launched the podcast, obviously, as you know from the last episode. We then, you know, got the studio, got it furnished, got it set up, and the initial plan was to originally do a B two C business. It was to make a studio that people could hire by the hour, yeah, and then consumers basically could yeah. come and yeah, could come and just record their yeah. podcast on a, on a you know you book an hour, you come, you do it. Yeah. And we then quickly realised that the money with what we we were looking at potentially undercutting the competition on price but like quite significantly the time investment i think involved versus the upside reward of the money that we could have got in it was, wasn't worth it it was terrible up until it was worth it up until someone gave us the idea of a b2b podcast production agency yeah um and that because we ran the numbers everything. and it was like it we, we would barely have been making a grand each and that was if yeah we were, like if we were capacity. rammed if yeah, we were yeah. rammed um and so and then someone mentioned b2b um mm. and they were like that could be an option we, you know i've even been pitched b2b services for, for some this. ludicrous numbers for some crazy ludicrous crazy numbers. crazy numbers so we thought okay well that could be an idea we looked into yeah. it and we were like well actually dude if you think about it and we ran the numbers i remember when we ran the numbers and we dude were like, i remember when we were sat there like in your car yeah and you were having a conversation with me and you're like i think you might need to leave your job sooner than you think because we need to now go out and raise funding and try and expand across yeah. the uk we were talking about raising funding yeah, yeah i remember that we were trying to come up with like a valuation for it and like how much yeah. you want to give away and all this kind and then of we stuff. realized it wouldn't make any sense exactly. to fundraise no one would have come near that with a shitty stick yeah but um, but my point is, is i remember when we were talking we were on the numbers and, and and i was like dude if 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 we had like 30 consumer clients doing one every single week so we're doing 30 hours a week we'll we'll make this and it wasn't even that high of a number and then i was like but if we have it was like two or three clients at x amount we'll have the same amount and it was like whoa okay that's three people yeah, yeah, yeah. way less hassle way more efficient um and way more <clears throat> profitable yeah. than having to manage you know 30 40 different people you know and someone comes in late someone breaks something someone's forgotten so you know it's a nightmare so uh so then yeah we pivoted to b2b and we decided okay we're not going to rent the studio out we're just going to target businesses um but then it, it didn't go super smoothly um no it did not at the very beginning no, as, as these things just do not as <clears throat> no you kind of learn as you go and you figure stuff out and you make mistakes and we were naive enough to i don't know naive or like arrogant enough maybe to think that we could come into a market with a completely untested product mm. realistically no idea whether there was a demand for it go in charge a high price without any testimonials or like proof of concept or anything at all yeah. and send out a few emails and assume that we were just going to be pretty booked off the back of it yeah and then we weren't funny that and we were like i don't think there's a market for it man i mm. feel like we should probably just pivot to focusing on the podcast and trying to build that because this is just a bit of a sinking ship you know let's like cut our losses and go and then we both sat down with each other and we were like okay that's not like we're too early on in it this was like a month in yeah okay? this was like a month which in. i think by the way to interject i think that's a really good lesson for people that are starting a business because it's very easy to get disheartened in the early days it's so easy to quit so easy to quit and also not even just quit but i think one of the things that plays a factor in quitting a big factor is shiny object syndrome 
it's that mm -hmm. thing of you see you know you're struggling to get your thing off the ground and then you see someone else that's doing this thing and they're doing really well and you're like oh man that's yeah, yeah. that's really hard and I've, I've had that with so many different things and so you know making that decision to be like you know what let's let's not pack it in just let's yet tough it out. and we've had we've both had this we've come so close to quitting so many times and we've both come to each other at random points when the other ones but like, maybe we should pack it in the other one's always been like no we're not packing it in yet we'll make we'll, we'll figure it out let's give it another week or let's give it another yeah, month yeah, yeah. then we'll see and uh and it gets and those times of wanting to quit get more and more infrequent mm. because the more i think you come close to quitting and don't quit you then become more resilient and you understand the game more and you understand more that like, no, I know I'm going to want to feel like I'm going to quit, but if I do push through, it will yeah, be okay. That's a very good point. You start to feel, you start to get used to the feeling of getting close to quitting. Exactly. And understanding that that's not, you, you see a lot more to the picture than just that. And exactly. Think, right, I can get past this because I've done it before. I'll get a couple of little wins along the way and I'll just keep going and we'll figure it out. Right. And but so, there, there is a process there is a learning process involved with that because I, this is mm. also what i was saying to you i've said to you so many times you've said to me as well like if we were if either of us were doing this on our own we would have yeah, just quit like there were so many points where we would have just said oh i just i'm done like i i just don't want to do this anymore this is grim 100%. this is just grim and like, weeks like last week where you're <clears throat> stressing about money and payroll and like, yeah to have man. like to have that just on one shoulder is a lot but it's funny because i said it in the last episode the crazy thing about starting a business is week to week one week we're like dude by the end of next month we could be doing like 20 grand a month for the business yeah and then the next week you're like are we even gonna pay rent last episode we were literally stressing about keeping the lights on paying rent and paying staff and now we're talking about having potentially a 15 grand month true that's the ins oh like that's the insanity that right there yeah that just of starting a that, business yeah it's insane um it really is but so anyway to the point of quitting uh this is the thing you become so tempted to quit and you come really close but then you know you get like a little nugget mm. and that's what's great because today we had like a work day today and we we're working together you know all day today and we have like a work day every monday and it was just this was the, the first time in like a couple couple weeks where we've actually kind of we were both really pumped and we were excited and we were both like dude mm. this is really this is good man yeah, we've got yeah, something yeah, good yeah, here yeah, and if yeah. we add this in and we're now both really excited about optimizing the business and improving little things like we found little softwares we can use and little let's tweak this and let's try and add that and let's respond in this way let's tr you know change this script and it becomes about improving it definitely but i feel like there's a maturity that comes with that as well like i look at the other businesses that i started i don't think i was mature enough to run a business mm. i look at myself now and i'm like yeah okay now i'm now i'm i'm ready i think to start my own business and actually deal with the lows and get through it i think you've fallen into your <clears> role <throat> really well Thank i you. think i think you really you have a maturity when it comes to the parts of the business that i don't like handling you have a real like i feel really um secure in your ability to handle those things when it comes to things like invoices um and like organization and like forecasting and things like that you you're really switched on with that thank you man really switched that. on with that no, i appreciate that but it's like we've said before on the episodes it's like finding someone that complements your skill set so nicely is the perfect person to start a business with like yeah it just is but it's um it needs to be built up over a number of years as we've like talked about on other episodes definitely um but yeah no i, I feel like i'm definitely i'm now mature enough and ready to start a business and actually build it and scale it yeah if we were doing this three years ago or four years ago i don't think either of us would necessarily have been ready i agree but I it's, feel like it's, things again happen for a reason i, I always say this but it's but i, I also think, think what's interesting is i think what what's interesting is that when like i feel like i've matured as a person over the last few years of my life anyway but i also think that in the process of building these businesses both the podcast and the agency over the last year i feel like that's also matured me so 100%. much and so it's kind of like a one complements the other like washing True. each other's back in that sense because i think i've been forced to mature because you learn so much about life when you start a business i was saying the other day this feels like the last year has kind of been like an mba like the amount of stuff we've had to learn about business has mm. been so all-encompassing it has things that i would never have had to think about otherwise yeah. and that's really really valuable it really is someone asked me the other day of um where do I go to learn about running a podcast or starting a podcast? How do I do it? Like I'm more of a classroom learner, they were saying, and I want to figure out where I go to do that. And I was just like, I'll be honest with you, you don't learn it in a classroom. Mm -hmm. You just learn by doing. And so many people, are, I feel like they're scared to try almost. It's kind of what we were saying mm -hmm. with our mate the other day. It's like, I feel like especially now, if you've even got a little nugget of something that's on your mind that you'd like to try, 
that will probably fail mm. but like just fucking try it yeah and just see and also for what that's worth trying doesn't even just mean starting your own business trying could mean working for a startup like if you're you know it's that whole thing of yeah if you've got an idea it's like better a, to yeah. be number three at microsoft <clears throat> you know it's the same thing it's like it's better to be number three at microsoft than a co-founder of something that's yeah, yeah. you know just everyone's goes different nowhere. everyone's, everyone's not, different. not everybody has to think i have a nugget for a business that i want to start yeah everyone might think you know think completely differently which they do but ultimately if you're thinking that you're sat in a job that you don't particularly enjoy and you're like yeah. right I think I'd really like to be an estate agent and sell luxury properties or something. I don't know. It's something completely fucking random, yeah. whatever it is. Like, just do it. Try it, you know? As long as you don't fall into the, like, as long as you don't fall into the bracket later in life of having lifestyle inflation and you can actually afford to take some time mm. to take a bit of a risk and try something, especially in your younger years, like, do it. I think we should, uh, I think we should touch on um, the adaptation in pricing um which is one of the things that's yeah, affecting that was a learning curve the well that I'm, I'm 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 actually talking about the coming month in terms of monthly versus upfront because i think that's an interesting thing um when it comes you, to i thought you were talking about the overall price that we've now there, there's that too um i probably wouldn't i probably wouldn't touch on that too deeply because we'd, we're not set on the numbers yet True. necessarily and we don't necessarily want to talk about that publicly yeah fair um but I was more referring to the fact that, so we charge a monthly retainer for our services. That's how it works. So clients pay us on a monthly basis and we provide them that service. And we are also now looking at the option of having clients pay us upfront for uh, for a whole season, you know, for, let's say 12 episodes upfront. And that's a really interesting uh, prospect because it means that obviously you get cash flow and you get a big cash injection in one chunk, which is fantastic because it means when it comes to you know, paying Barney, for example, that's a good thing when it yeah. comes to giving us float for the business. That's yeah. a good thing. It's a big plus. So, One of the guys I used to work for mentioned it to us, I think, as when we were first talking to him. Mm. He'll, he would eventually be a client for us as well. But he was saying mm. that to us about if he was doing it himself, that's how he would do it for exactly those reasons. Now that this has all come through and everything we were worried about last week has happened and we're all in the clear, what's the next step? What's the plan? Beyond next steps. That is a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah, all this shit about I've been in here five hours and I've not got anything to say. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, next steps, plan for the business. Uh, so the next step obviously is to get the B2C up and running. So we need to upgrade the website to include calendar bookings so that people can actually book a slot. And an e-com feature. And an e-com feature so that they can uh, use payment. We want to set up, obviously, finalize the lead generation side of the business as well. Correct. And get that sorted. So there's a little nuance, like some couple of nuances there that we need to get set up. Then there's just some admin things that we need to figure out um, as well. I would like to, one thing I would like to experiment with is PandaDoc. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I don't know why you wouldn't be, though. No, because I feel like it's, it, it just seems quite for the, for, co for context uh pandadoc is a service that's been recommended to me by a few entrepreneurs as a way to essentially when you're signing retainers um it essentially, essentially provides a contract that's part of an invoice but in order to sign the invoice they have to uh they have to set up a payment which you're basically paying on the phone you're paying on the phone in the meeting on, on the spot for the service. which means you're not chasing invoices every month it does but then i also worry whether it would affect your conversions or not because i feel like if we if you think about the calls that we have had to date how many of them have been so secure that they would pay on the spot none and i feel like if we but we also didn't give them an option and we didn't necessarily add enough scarcity or enough urgency yeah there is an argument the for that yeah because the thing is if you're setting up a direct debit then it just comes out we'd have to worry about chasing invoices every month i'm happy to experiment with it i'm happy to like experiment with most things just to see how it how it works let's <laughs> just have that have that as a short yeah just just that on its own that five second clip thanks team yeah uh, that's really fucking great work yeah uh, uh, yeah i'm happy to try it and think like you know we'll see what happens with i it. just think there's a reason it's popular and i think yeah there must be there's some there's uh, one thing i think we both have realized is that waiting for and we one thing okay here's one thing we've learned actually that we talked about earlier is we've learned that we were giving our invoice dates like two or three days before the date that we need the money for like rent and and outgoings and things yeah. like that so one thing we've learned is to set invoice deadlines at least like a week before that so yeah. that if they are a day or two late it's fine we're not gonna have to worry about money in the rent account or money in 
you know for paying barney whatever it is yeah. which sounds like a like an easy lesson to learn but yeah but we learned it we did um but the other thing is if you do have money coming out by direct debit then you don't have to worry about chasing any of that mm. if you just have them sign and say here here's the fee it's going to come but out i feel like with the service that we're offering i think a direct debit would be less applicable i feel like they're more likely to go down an upfront payment route and do a season as opposed to just doing a direct debit every month for their podcasts but they're paying every month anyway yes they are yeah but there's a there's a big mindset even with me there's a big mindset between there's a big mindset shift between paying a bill that comes in and having money immediately go out of your account without your control i agree there's a there's a there's definitely a mental shift there mm. um i'm not saying we can't try it i'm happy to try it and see what the reaction is that we get um just like i was happy to switch up the lead generation which we needed to do anyway because what we were we doing desperately wasn't, to do that. wasn't um didn't have any longevity in it but i would just be i'd go into it with a bit of caution but i would see yeah see okay what, see how it goes so i'm happy to try it on the next few calls that we have and see what they say we could be i'm pretty sure it's easy to set up so yeah and it also gives you an opportunity to say look you know if you we can do it for this price if you sign right now yeah and we give them the contract yeah as we mentioned in last week's episode we had an issue with our cold email where we were doing a cold email campaign we were doing everything wrong because we had we had no idea how to do it it was the first pro- like campaign that we'd done we'd we never done it before to. and so we were basically sending it from our primary domain we were sending like a thousand emails out in a day and it was terrible it was and we got our account like locked and all this kind of yeah. stuff and it was a nightmare we managed to get it back but we're like okay we can't do that again yeah so we found the way to do it we found a really great roadmap and you found it all on twitter yeah, as dude. well dude. which is which is worth flagging because honestly i was, i've never been i've always known the power of twitter or x now and I, I've, I've always been aware of it um but i've never really spent much time on the platform to see what it offers but i know we have friends like mutual friends that are incredibly successful off the back of building a um, audience on x and yet the stuff that you sent me i was like holy shit yeah dude these guys are giving crazy value crazy. just like in a in a thread yeah like it's nuts so i would highly recommend anybody that wants to f- learn about anything to do with the business definitely check out x because 100%. there is 100 percent going to be so much value for you on that. it's insane i mean the framework that we got our new cold email uh system off was literally one long tweet some guy just wrote like here are the x number of uh steps to go from to go from like how to set up a cold email and it was and it was as granular as open up gmail l- click on this which is helpful actually when you're yeah. going doing you're setting it up without knowing anything to go into that granularity is helpful. and so we just took that tweet and went okay we'll just do that but we'll scale it down to what's applicable for us yeah and then we'll just do that and so we've been doing that and it's insane so today we bought uh 10 domains which are loosely related to the ground floor and we are going to basically add users on google workspace to basically send out these emails from these 10 domains so that we're not sending the emails from our primary email domain yeah and that way you're sending out less emails a day you have to warm up the email accounts there's a whole process to it there's some technical stuff that we need to figure out how to do as well but it will mean that we'll be able to build up our cold email arm of the business and the running the running cost of that on a monthly basis would be equivalent to one set of leads from someone on you know one like Fiverr or Upwork or someone like yeah. that. Uh, so it's and that's by the way far that's more sustainable. Far more sustainable, and also the cost of what we'll be spending on it. Uh, like you said, it's equivalent to someone on Upwork, but that doesn't even include all the stuff you would need to do off the back of it. Yeah, so true. Let's say it would cost you two hundred dollars on Upwork for a batch of x amount of leads what we're doing will enable us to have x amount of leads if not double or triple or quadruple that amount of leads and through doing it safely with them with the kind of sending methods that actually work so that you don't get banned with Upwork or whatever, you're just spending that much money to buy X amount. Yeah, and you've got to do everything else on the and back. You've got to end. do everything That's else true. on top of that. Yeah, I should have clarified that. Yeah, so that is true. It's way more cost effective too. <clears throat> it is, and it gives you an insight into a lead generation business, something that you, we would never have even thought of thought of doing. But it's and also like, it's also really exciting because it makes you think about the fact that once we've got this set up, and it will take a couple of weeks for it to kind of be fully set up. Yeah, I'm sure there'll but, be teething issues as there always is. But, but once it's up and running, we now have a steady like stream for pipeline because yeah. we'll, we'll we'll just keep buying x amount of leads and sending out these cold emails so we'll have emails going out every single day monday through friday just forever now mm-hmm. just continuously and that is huge and we've already seen the power of what an email campaign can do yeah just off the back of our first one because if you have like 10 emails um sorry 20 emails because we have 10 domains uh, the guy said you wanted to set up about two users per domain. So you have 20 email accounts that you're sending from. 
and you're sending about 10 emails a day. So you're sending about 200 cold emails a day. With like, a 1% conversion rate, which is what we've seen, that's two email, two meetings off the back of that yeah. a day. Which is awesome. That is crazy. And yeah. and that's, you know, that's assuming we don't scale and add more. That's assuming mm. our clients don't, you know, give word of mouth referrals. Yeah, that's one marketing that's a, method. Yeah, that's exactly. That's one marketing method. That's, just, you know, that's not taking our Instagram page into account. That's not taking, mm. you know, word of mouth. That's not taking LinkedIn. Like there's so many things. Honestly, like he said, if you're not on X, make an anonymous account Agreed. and just find a way into money Twitter and uh, and start following people. And mm. I actually, to be fair, that's a good thing. Um, someone asked me the other day, how do I find money Twitter? What is money Twitter? You know, they weren't sure what it was. They thought it was like a page or a group. Money Twitter is just a loose term for a group of accounts in the niche on Twitter of like making money, entrepreneurialism, hustling, that kind of thing. But it's not like Instagram where it's just, you know, watches and Rolexes and whatever the fuck. It's it's people dropping value. people dropping practical value on uh, how to build whatever businesses is in the industry that they're yeah. in. So if you want to know how to get into money Twitter and find these kinds of accounts, I'm sure if you type in keywords like, you know, I don't know, lead gen, drop shipping, e-commerce, mm. marketing, email marketing, whatever, you will find some of these pages. And just, you have to be part of the community. You have to like explore, look around. When you find an account that you really like, I always think it's really good to look at who they're following. And then you go on who they're following and you see some accounts and then you end up looking at their pages. Yeah, and then you look at who those people are following. Yeah. And now you end up building up a quite a good network of accounts that you know drop really, really good stuff. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that you can do it entirely anonymously, which is awesome. Or you could also just reach out to them directly. You know, if you've got if you've got questions on a particular topic that you need help with, these guys I'm sure are very open to to having a chat to you. And I would I would say to reach out to them directly as well. Um, you definitely can. Some of them are, some of them probably aren't. Some of them probably don't have time for that because they're making too much money. Yeah, I'm sure. Like but people that are making just watching amounts, their accounts yeah. and just seeing their tweets and threads. So, like yeah. people are dropping insane, insane amounts of free value just totally free and it's mm. in a very digestible way as well yeah and um, no i was surprised when, yeah. you, when you sent it to me i yeah it made me think twice about actually spending more time on x yeah and uh and seeing it like this thing that we're doing with the new lead gen system that we've got could save us thousands in terms of over over like six eight nine ten months yeah and uh and it was free and it was free what are you smiling about i was just smiling about how much money there is out there like genuinely like you, yeah. you hear these accounts and you see some of the money that they're, you hear oh, about yeah. the money that they're making off this audience that they've built for themselves and it's I was disgusting. just like wow it's disgusting. it really it really changes your mindset of what's like what's possible you know and also I think it's uh, important to clarify I, I remember that you said the other day Iman Gaji and you said how he's a he's a an agency guy he, he got into social media marketing you know years ago when it was kind of first starting and stuff and you said it took him how long to get it's, his first client? So I don't know how long it took for him to get his first client. Okay. But I know it took him seven months to get his second. I mean, see that, that seven months of no. I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah, no wins. No seven months of no wins, and we were ready to jack in our entire business a month in because we were like our first shitty email campaign didn't work. Yeah. To like twenty or thirty people. We yeah. Like, yeah. There's no market for it. We sent one shit email template, a shit email script to thirty people. Yeah. And went. Nah, business yeah. business isn't viable. Doesn't work. So naive. <laughs> so but it's part stupid. of it's part of the process. Yeah, it's stupid. But it's part of the process. But yeah, to think that it took him seven months. I mean, look where he is now. But like, yeah. to to think that it took seven months to get to two clients, um, is yeah, just shows like the power of yeah consistency and persistence and mm. this kind of stuff. One hundred percent. But I also feel like it's like people like him specifically are such good people to follow. Even yeah. he provides so much value. Just in terms of making money, how to make money, and actually how to like set your life up. It took him two years before mm. he even made any money from his business just to get his own shit right. Yeah. Just to get him right as a person. I get in shape, mentally get the right kind of mindset involved. Um, took him two years. One thing that I would like to touch on is systems and optimizing systems for efficiency because I've realized that um, with the consulting work that I do on the side, it was really, really unsustainable and it was really, really unfulfilling in the way that it was working. And I was really not enjoying the work anymore, as you know. And it also was not getting the results that anyone involved wanted from it, myself included. And I had a big sit down late last week um, with, uh, with the guy that I consult for. And we kind of had a big chat about what's going wrong. How can we fix it? How can we optimize it? And we just cut all the fat 
all the fat and we looked at what works, what doesn't work, who is doing stuff they don't need to do, who is, and we just went in and just stripped everything back. And for the first time in months, we're now like we're a well-oiled machine and we're just operating on a whole other frequency and yeah. it feels incredible. I love the work and I and I was losing love for the work before. Now I'm loving it again. Um, I'm only working with people that are essential to what I'm what I need to do and that are essential to what we're yeah. what we're building. And I think I think honestly, I, I I think so many people, whether it's even in jobs, it doesn't even have to be entrepreneurs. If you're working a job and you work in a company or whatever people don't often revisit their systems. They kind of just accept this is the way that it's done. But this is what I was saying to you. I was so surprised that that was the system in place to start with. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. As was I know a couple of other people that you talked talk to about it. Yeah. Um, because I was immediately was like, well, you just got way too many cooks. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're fucking it up. Like it's just strip it back. Just have the people there that are really actually competent and adding value. Yeah. And they will then excel and they'll get twice or three, four times as much work done. But even if it's not, even if it doesn't come down to manpower or people's roles, even if it comes down to, I don't know, the softwares you use, the systems you use, the, you know, the, the way you structure your group chats or emails to your team, whatever it might be. But people, people don't spend, I don't think, enough time generally uh, looking for ways to make their, their operations more efficient. And they're kind of, I think it's called SOP, standard operating procedures. Um, but that's something that he talks about a lot where he's saying like, you know, you look at your SOPs and you and you look at like what your procedures are because that's how okay. you get scalability. But is that, does that, own, does that not just affect you at a certain point? I feel like when you're first starting out, your focus is I just need money in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's it. Money, money. And then as you're scaling, then you start to actually tweak your systems and you know, you're but I think I think systems models. are like foundations on a house. I think systems are like, you are like, yes, you, I'm sure you can go in. That's why you have consultants that go in and you know, yeah. look at businesses and go, okay, you're running this like a madman. This is how you should run it. Cut this, fire that, change yeah, that. Yeah. So yes, of course you can do that. But I think it makes more sense to obviously focus on revenue, but you might as well build the, the house on good yeah, foundations. I agree. And you could actually end up... I mean, dude, look, even last week we were looking at our outgoings for our ancillary costs and we've yeah, managed and we've to, we've managed to cut them yeah, in half. Massively. We've halved our ancillary costs yeah. just by taking a look under the hood. And we were kind of like, we've got these mo monthly things going out. We're just paying them. Yeah, they're, probably, they're probably doing whatever not really wanting to look at it or being bothered to look at it because let's focus on clients and stuff, which is obviously good. But the first time we look under the hood and we're like, okay, let's sit down. How much money is actually, yep. aside from rent and aside from Barney, how much money is actually going out of the account? And it was being a decent like, amount. It was a decent amount. And then being like, okay, do we need that? No. Why are you paying for that? Don't need that. Yeah. What about that? And yeah, then we yeah. just, we've cut our costs in half. Yeah. Just from looking. Mm. And again, streamlining. Definitely. And so I think people would be able to save a lot of money and a lot of time. I also actually think something that I learned today, there was a huge amount to be said for working with a bank that is actually really easy to use. Hell yeah. It sounds like a really basic thing to say, but my fucking God, mm. when you start to see the the ease of working with a company like Monzo, yeah. it's crazy. Like we were, we went through it today. I've always been an advocate of stick with legacy banks because they're not going to go under. It's solid. It's safe. Let's not rock the boat. Do I right? get any credit for? Because I, I, I had no, to, you don't. I, what okay, are you talking about, no, dude? You do. No, you I do, had no, to you bully you into Monzo for you years. did. No, you did. You did. And I've, I've always had a Monzo account, probably ever since you mentioned it, and never use it. I use Revolut when I'm abroad because I got a better exchange rate. Right. That's all I use Revolut for. Um, but Monzo specifically, as of today, I always thought. You run a business to a legacy bank. It's solid. It's safe. Cool. It's a bit of a pain. You've got to call up customer services for three hours to like change, you know, change the amount, whatever. Um, but you sit there and you go through an app today and it has everything. You can create pots for corporation tax mm. and expenses and ancillary costs. And you can make sure everything goes into each of those individual pots. Yep. You have direct debits coming mm -hmm. out of those individual pots and everything's just really nicely structured so that you know that the money that you have sat in the account is basically for dividends or reinvestment yeah and it's just at the moment it's all over the place and yeah. that might sound again like an obvious thing but it's, it's but I don't really think it really really helpful i don't think it is obvious monzo is incredible i i would love to be to have monzo as a sponsor one day i think monzo are such an incredible company that's not even a pitch. That's not even a pitch. I just mean no, in general. I've been using Monzo for you years. Have, you have, and you I've have. been preaching about yeah. them for years. And and as a business account, it is so, so, so sick. Like you said, the pots thing alone, they have a tax pot, as you said, which automatically takes money to pay your corporation tax. You can have a separate pot where you can say, okay, money for this comes out of this pot. This direct debit comes out of that pot. So you're not looking at like one number on your screen and being like, okay, well, I've got 
3,270 for random numbers sake. But now out of that, Barney needs this much. Rent is this much. Ancillary is this much. Yeah. Okay, I guess that means I'll have roughly that. You can just look at a number and be like, okay, that's the number that I've got. Everything so else is much better. It's insane. But I find it crazy how like HSBC, who we're, who we're yeah. using or, like, alongside this, there's nothing like that. Do you remember? Do you remember that time? It was like a year ago when you had to call up H. We were we were at Droth's. Yes. Oh that my was god! Crypto. Fucking hell! That, that was, was insane. A headache. Do you want to talk? talk yeah, about I was trying to. I think just actually withdraw money. I was supposed to be trying to withdraw money from FTX. Ironically, <laughs> <laughs> thank God I did. <laughs> but I was trying to withdraw a, a lot of money yeah. from FTX yeah. and take it into my HSBC account. Yeah. And they then blocked my HSBC account. I had to call them up. I was on the phone to them for about two hours. They said they'd fixed it. I then went back to try and do it again it got blocked again and then i couldn't do fuck all with yeah. it and i was like right okay this is now a bit of an issue because i've now got a lot of money in the ether <laughs> somewhere not even on chain anywhere just somewhere yeah. and i'm like this is really quite stressful because it's a lot of money <laughs> yeah. and i'm really fucking stressed yeah and i remember going through that and ever since then i was like hsbc is awful yeah and i like i really it's terrible i really yeah I, and I think, with monzo I anytime is. a transaction goes through you get a little notification on little notification yeah on your phone, just through the you app. Do, you do is not this... have that with HSBC. Huh? You do not have that with HSBC. Which exactly. I, which I do have set up. But you, you, uh, you, you, get, you do now have it. You do say. now have it. Right, yeah. okay. Monzo but Monzo was the first one. That. Yeah, Monzo yeah. started. Monzo was the first one, yeah. That was the yeah, main yeah. thing when my friends were convinced. Like, yeah. When my friends convinced me to get it, it was like, oh, you see it immediately. Yeah. It's not like you look at your bank, you look at the number in your bank, like the 3270. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well, that might change because it's not processed. Yeah, true. Well, I remember that. Yeah, true. I forgot about that. When I used yeah. to bank with HBC, I forgot that you'd look at a number and be like, oh, but then in two or three days, that might change. And you suddenly see it, it would be less. You're like, why is that less? Oh, yeah, that thing from four days it's ago. Just that awful. I bought. Like, so, it's awful. It really is. Yeah. So shout out Monzo. Honestly, one day, if Monzo, if you ever want to sponsor us, we would welcome you with open arms. I've been preaching about your product. I've basically been, I probably got you like four accounts at this point from definitely, people that i know definitely just raving about it there you have they're awesome yeah awesome company to bank with. awesome company um so no, that was that was definitely a, a learning point today going back to your point about what we want to do with the business should we touch on about like the the goals for the business and maybe put some should we should we put some like quantifiable goals like in out, place? There, so that, out there like so that we're now goal. accountable to the 10 people that are now watching okay and we I have the right to veto whatever you say but go on no, it's a mutual discussion. No, I know. Both, I, mean, both, I thought both, you were going to be like, this is the goal. Like, right, these are the goals I've set for the yeah. business. No, 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 it's not that. It's right. more like, okay, like where do we want to be? What are we in now? We're October, first October. Where we're do we want to be? Oh, by yeah, it's the first, it's the second of October. Second of October. I'll punch you. Yeah, sweet. Um, <laughs> where do we want to be by Christmas? Let's start with where do we want to be by Christmas? Um, okay. By Christmas. Actually, I'll tell you one thing that we said we wanted to do by the end of this year. Is that have a 10K month? Yes. That was one goal we set ourselves. We were sat in your car in November last year, yeah. I think it was. We just had the idea for the podcast. We hadn't even launched yet. And I said to you, we are going to make 10K a month by the end of next year. Did you, you did in, say that? Yeah, I, rem I remember year. the conversation so clearly. We were parked at the roundabout by Notting Hill Gate Station, sat in your car, and we were talking about it. And this was just from podcast revenue. Just off the podcast. Just off the podcast. Audience. Ambitious. But it was just... Oh, yeah, that was from just off the podcast. Just off the yeah, podcast yeah. revenue before we had any idea for anything else. Yeah. And so that is definitely a goal that we need to put out there. We've said to ourselves, we want to hit 10K a month by the end of this year. That is the goal. That is the goal. I feel like that's, that's an immediate revenue goal. Yes. 100%. And I think we can do it. We, oh, we, can, even so... do, we can even do it this month. Oh. We can even by the end of this month have ticked that off. How cool is that? I mean, yeah, that is very cool if it happens, but because 10K a month. A bit more, you know, a bit more. No, sorry, more, yeah, like, it will happen. Yeah, I know no, but my, no, but my point is I can very, put it this way, I can very feasibly see how in January we'll have we'll have a 10K month. Yeah, because we've already got two clients basically signed up that are going to start upfront series in January. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I know, but that's not this year. No, I know that. I, we said I, I, us yeah. to ourselves this year. Okay, So I let's not that. cop out and say, no, we're oh, not copying out. January. I'm just saying, like, I'm just I agree. saying in January, I'm saying... I said that because you said you almost implied that I don't think we could do it in general. And I'm saying I think we could very easily do oh, no, it. Oh, no, I'm not implying that at all. I know you if think If you gave it can. like one more month, I think we could. Definitely. But uh, but no, I think we definitely can. You're right. And it could happen this month very it feasibly. Could happen this month. Um, what I'm thinking, though, is if the one-off client that pays everything up front, if that doesn't go through at all, are we still able to? Is it still in our reach? It's still within our reach. It's It's punchy, but it's within reach. If we're looking at where we are now and then where we where we can get to with the prospects that we have in the pipeline, it's doable. But, but, uh, it's, yeah. yeah, look, it's punchy. A lot of those prospects, like, though, are a lot of... Dude, I actually think, joke, all joking aside, I think January, we're going to do some bits because wait, we, we, got, have, yeah. we have two 
uh, upfront people who want to pay upfront for a series. Yep. We have about three people, probably, I think, three or so, that want to start in January. Yep. And we have another three or four people, I think, who are like, yeah. uh, reach back out to me in January. Like, January onwards, January could be a... January will be a big month. Big and, month, ironically, next year, Ollie and I turn 30, which is a big thing. Yeah, that is big. That's a big thing. In fact, I, t- I, turn, I turn 25, 29. 25, fucking 20, wish. You wish. I turn 29 this Saturday. You do. Um, yeah, you do. And I turn, I turn 29 on the 11th. Four days after that. Four days after that, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But we always said by our 30th birthday that we, we want to have, have money. Like, we did. You know, proper money and the fact that we're going into january yeah the goal is obviously 10k a month this year and we we, we can do it we can yeah. do it but it'll be tricky dude i don't know about but, you i'm grinding like some something about being when i turn 29 i can feel it oh dude knowing that 30 like, is a year away yeah i feel dude i'm gonna be a, it's a fucking it's like, killer i'm it's gonna a, yeah i'm going to grind so hard this next year I've got like, especially since we already have the tools, we already have a business. We have an yep. amazing team with Barney. Yep. We've got great clients already. We've got a lot in the pipeline. We've got all the tools. Like, dude, I'm gonna grind to fucking high hell. We all are. We, 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 we all, all like, are. We all just want to get to the same point. Because, know? dude, I, I want to turn 30 and celebrate that nicely. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be able to be turning 30 and not just like to celebrate it nicely and have like a nice blowout or whatever and have a nice party, but also celebrate it knowing that like okay, cool. I'm going into my 30s with a great foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's been something that's been at the back of my mind a lot as well. Really? It's like, yeah, because I've just turned 27. It's like, well, the next yeah. three years is not necessarily like panicking. I don't want to be panicking about turning 30. And I want to turn 30, like the way I've said it to myself, it's like with momentum. Yes, mm. 100%. So like, I hit 30 and 100%. I'm like, oh God, it's all over. It's like, oh, this decade's going to be That's how everyone exactly. feels. Everyone yeah. I speak to are like, God, are you not terrified about your 30s? Are you not like, like, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fucking great. This man. is my like, I, mean, wa- I can't wait. But that's purely because of the fact that we've got this set up. Yeah. And I've, we've now got the foundations, both from like, a, like I suppose, a mental point of view. I'm like much in a much better place now. Yeah. But also, I think from a financial point of view, like to have these foundations kind of bubbling away yeah. at 28, 29, to then act as a kind of, you know, a slingshot going into your 30s. You're like, wow. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. You know? But yeah, we definitely excited. said to ourselves by 30, we want to be able to celebrate properly and do it right. Yeah, um, thirty is gonna be, thirty is gonna be big. I can feel it. I'm not taking any prisoners this next year, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I feel so like hard. you know what? I feel like a lot of people our age are in that same boat. A yeah. lot of the kids that I've spoken to, kids. A lot of the guys I've spoken Speaking to, of kids. Yeah. I'm happy to like, experiment with most things. Um, but I feel like a lot of people are feeling that way at this age. It's like, okay, I've done my, tw- I've done my twenties all wrong. Like I've just been going out getting pissed just following the kind of traditional route without any thought around really what i want to do and i feel like a lot of people hit that between 27 to 29 or something See, i, th- I think i've had that i had the fear of i think a lot of people have the fear now when they're turning 29 because yes. they've done the normal thing and yep. they've got a job and they're not fussed about I know what it. you're about to say right. we had it a lot earlier we had it a lot earlier definitely so i feel like we've we... made our 20s shit well, well i know i actually like... don't know i think i actually when i look back at my 20s i've had so many insane adventures i'm actually like i can cl- i'm i'm the kind of person who will always kind of cling on to the past which is not good but i'm trying to get you know be more present and you know live less with nostalgia and stuff like that but when i look at the book of my 20s like doing amateur theater up in Birmingham and training with a youth theater for a year and then doing rap and like, you know, all this kind of stuff and then doing stand up in New York and like all the friends and people I've met and the relationships I've had. I've, I've had, I'm like very fucking happy with my, with my 20s. You've had a cool 20s. I've had cool 20s. Mine have been really boring. My 20s were shit. Yeah. I actually but you like... have money now. So that's yeah. the trade-off. I've had experience. That is that the trade-off. Yeah, that is the trade-off. I've had experience that you've got money. That is the trade-off. But the point is either way, we both want to go into our 30s being like, all right, let's fucking make some shit happen now and i think that i think is the important thing so to my point um like i was saying me and you we had that fear kind of early 20s we're like dude fuck man how are we gonna i can't just be stuck in this rat race we have to figure this out so we've spent like six or seven or eight years trying to find ways to whatever so now that we have something bubbling and it's like oh wow dude this is working now it's just about pour the fucking rocket fuel on it and scale it that's great Whereas a lot of people haven't Starting done that. From scratch. So they're like, 
oh fuck i'm 30 next year and i think when you start to think about that seriously and then you realize how bleak it is just working for some random job you know but it might not be bleak like, you might be you might be okay doing it it's it's all no 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 all but, about I wasn't, mentality. but what i was saying is i said some what i was going to say is working for some random job where you don't you hate it and yeah you're not, like you know what i mean it's not, no, that, no, that again is clarify like again this is, this is not this is not like oh if you're an employee da, da, da. like i said i think it makes a lot of sense not everyone should be an entrepreneur it makes a lot of sense you know for people to like you said be number three at microsoft or whatever but i'm saying there's a difference between working a job and being like cool i'm working my up i'm working my way up the ladder yeah, the money's good the benefits are good i the work is interesting and fulfilling and i've got a cool career path ahead of me awesome dude i'm talking about the people that are kind of just in a job just kind of sleepwalking through their day to day how many people was the stat that you threw at me the other day oh yeah i heard that this stat i heard this stat that was like uh 70 of people don't like their job and of that 70 percent, 90 percent hate their job that's which a damning statistic yeah dude um, is that just in the uk or is that i can't remember okay, fine but even so though i mean that's like but yeah i feel like we were different in the way that we were thinking about this and we, <laughs> we had the fear early we had the fear early um but yeah I don't know. I've just noticed it now that because we're running up to our 30s, people are like, fuck. So people are panicking. You know, they're looking at it and they're like, I am 30. I want to start a family soon. I want to have kids. I want to have, you know, be able yeah. to buy somewhere that's that's nice, whatever. And you just think, yeah, it all takes that. Sadly, it all takes money. Mm. You know, you want to have a nice life. It, it does. You just you need money to have it, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely noticed that. It is true. It's gone up to 85 now. 85 70% was from like 10 years ago it's now like 85% a more has it 85% unhappy in their jobs Jeez. and is it still 90% of that 85% I don't know about that well read quicker Barney <laughs> that's crazy where 85% yeah well I can believe it that actually uh, yeah although I've, although I've come across really surprised by that I can see that mm. because how many people do we know that work for someone else that genuinely love what they do just one hey. this isn't a 9 to 5 though yeah, that's right. true. This is almost like that is true. opposite of a nine to five, and that's why I'm enjoying it so much. That is very true. Um, yeah, you're. I mean, you're self-employed. Yeah, you are. As yeah, the, way, yeah. the way it's structured at the moment, yeah. you know, you're self-employed. Self-employed, like, and you're I working for yourself. As long as stuff gets done by the deadline, exactly. I can do it whenever I want. Yeah, and that's a big thing. Um, true. That's, that's a huge. That is yeah. huge, and I think I think true. from my experience of working for other people, and also even from talking to other people who are in like more corporate spheres companies don't generally give enough flexibility when oh, it comes dude, to when it comes to just being like just get the job done as long as the work is fine do it however you feel best doing it if you want to do nothing for six days and then binge it all for 24 hours the day before fine go for it i wouldn't recommend it but if that's what works for you fine yeah. go for it like just let people do it how they do it and there is so and much to be said for that. give a give autonomy and accountability yeah. and also i think it makes people feel better whenever I've been given more autonomy when I've been working for someone else. It makes you feel better about yourself too because you have a bit more responsibility for your own life. You get to be like, okay, cool. I'm, you know, my, it's my friend's birthday tonight. I'm going to go out for a drink and I'm probably going to get a bit pissed. So I'm probably going to sleep in late tomorrow. But that's fine. I'll just work late tomorrow. I'll make that work. That kind of thing, mm. um, I think, is important. One hundred percent. And just companies are just not doing it. People are now like going the other way and saying we want to move away from the working from home thing, and we want to try and draw people back into the office. Yeah. And it's just like if someone can do their job to as good a standard as working from home as they do in an office, why are you forcing them back? What about the culture, Keith? What culture? <laughs> well, well we what, build culture. What culture? Well, we go to the your pub. cubicle. Well, we go like, to the, we go to the pub every Thursday, and there's a quiz that we all do. And and Kathy from HR, she. She draws like a little... What if you don't want to go to the pub every Thursday afternoon? What if you don't drink? Well, it doesn't right? matter if you don't want to. You, oh, you have to. This well, is it's part of the culture. It's part of the culture. You'll be a team player. Part of the, part of the team partnership. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Part of the team partnership. Yeah. No, that's that's um, so depressing, dude. It is. But I think, yeah, a lot, a lot of like companies aren't doing that enough, to be honest. Because you look at it, I mean, yeah, look at you. Like, you just, you work whatever hours you want. Mm. Yeah. You know? None of neither of us even really, because, we don't chase you for anything. It's like we know yeah, it's going to get yeah, done, exactly. and it's like whether it gets put up on Sunday night or it gets yeah. put up on. Yeah, I don't think Tuesday. we've I don't think we've ever once had to chase you. No, for he's anything. really reliable. Yeah, like yeah. you just know it's up there. But that's also higher. Well, that is also what were you going to say? A true well, I was going to say there's also um, because of like previous issues that we've had with like certain episodes. I also know that I can start at 7pm the night before yeah. and have it up. <laughs> I remember that. He's getting comfortable. Oh, he's that. getting comfortable. Yeah, he's exactly. a, a fine line. He's like, he's like skirting the line. He's like drifting on the edge it's of the not, cliff. But it's not so much that I ever want to do that, but it's if, like, if it gets to like Friday and it's like, oh God, I've not started. Yeah. Like, yeah. The worst case. Yeah. Goes, well, I'll probably be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of tens things and I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah dude. But also I think, uh, I think we don't want to get too bogged down and being like other people have this and other people are doing this. Like we're focusing on what we're doing and what we're doing we're doing is um 
because I, I i only say that because i'm conscious of the fact that sometimes i think it's probably quite annoying when you have someone who's like starting a business and they're like oh dude the fucking plugged in people are working their jobs and they're fucking wage slaves and you know that's not what we're saying though. no no i know that but as in i'm but saying hopefully that's come across on camera as well anybody that's watching it knows i know that. but that's why i think it's important to clarify that yeah that is true it's very easy no, no could, we should definitely you know clarify I mean? that yeah. there's one there is there is a lot to be said for working for another company even if it's just a, even if it's just a normal nine yeah. to five in an established bank or yeah. if it's the number three at the next Facebook, whatever the fuck it is. Like, there is a lot to be said for that. There are so or many even, dude, Or even working in a bakery. Or whatever. Whatever yeah. it is. Just basically, the distinction to be made is whether you're doing something that is in some way fulfilling or if something that sucks the soul out of you. And even then, if you're doing something, you know what? If you're doing something that sucks the soul out of you, but you got kids to feed, I respect it. You're standing up, yeah, you're providing for your family. You do what you got to do. Because, you know, not everyone... It's a privilege that we get. We get to make podcasts for a living, you know? We get to make podcasts. We are in the 0.0000001% to be able to do that. And we're not even we're not even making money from it yet. But yeah. we get to do that. You're right. And that is a privilege. But my so, caveat to that is the fact that it took a lot of investment for us to get. Oh, no. Point. We've worked fucking hard. We've to worked hard. To do this. We've also had a lot of fuck ups along the way. Yeah. Just, I mean, in our 20s with previous businesses, as we've said yeah, to, yeah, yeah. in other episodes. But it's like, it's not through lack of like effort, trying, risk, not even all this slightly. stuff that we've got to that point. So I do think it's worth clarifying. I think that. that's I think that's a good point. Like, and, and obviously, I for one second, with all the money and time that I've spent in it, same as you, yeah. I obviously also get it's yeah. we've worked. No one can ever say we haven't earned this. However, um, I just think it's important to clarify every now and then that you know, not everyone has the luck. Like, because also yes, we've worked really fucking hard, but we've also been born in London. We've got yeah, some, we've had, yeah, yeah, we've, we've got, had like, good decent, We've got we've had good upbringings. We had you know you know decent networks and you yeah. know we've had a lot of privileges I'm yeah like, so you know if uh, you know it's it's important to to be like you know there'll be people out there that are working a job that they fucking loathe and their boss is an asshole but they got two mouths they got a feedback yeah, yeah. home so respect to you if you're doing that too because that's just as valuable no i'm conscious of that and i'm conscious of the fact that i don't want to come across like a a, like a, I suppose an insensitive person on camera because well, you do not, that anyway that's great man I'll put that put that in as well um, no I agree but I feel like there's a lot to be said for just trying and just trying to figure it out yeah 100% as, as we have along, along the way um, 100%. but back to goals so this so oh this yeah year, the goals okay. right so 10k a month by this year and we know obviously we should, we'll probably hit that in January if we don't hit it this year but we'd like to say by the end of this year that's what we set ourselves yeah by the end of this year um, we want to have a 10k month yeah my question to you is what's your What's your personal goal? By 30. By 30? What's your personal goal by 30? That's really And I've, I've asked you here this on the spot. This has not been like pre-recorded or anything like that. This is on the spot. So yeah, I have no idea. Um, by 30, my personal goal. Is it like what? Like a net worth goal? It can be whatever you want it to be. It can be a net worth goal. It can be a, it can be a, a girlfriend goal. It can be a family goal. It can be a living goal. Where you live, what your like life setup is by 30 i think i'd say mm, god that's really difficult you fully put me on the spot uh so that's like okay so that's a year i think with how confident i feel about this business and how good the team is and how relevant the product is and how we've been managed to scale as quickly as we have in terms of potential pipeline and stuff I'm up really now. i'm gonna say the same goal i'm gonna say but go ahead. It'd be so <laughs> ironic if you do. I have no so, idea what your goal is yeah. going to be. Uh, how concerned? Like, is this like the conservative? Because I think there's differences. There's a range. There's a oh, conservative goal. Yeah. There's a there's a yeah, that's fine goal. And then there's like the punchy goal. Yeah. So what goal are you thinking of? It's a punchy goal. Okay. I'm not really thinking of a kind of realistic because I'm thinking if I, if I just aim for the punchy goal, I might then you land hit a the bit lower. Goal. And then you hit the mid goal and you hit the okay. like, punchy okay goal, goal in a year, 50k a month. I was going to say 100 interesting yeah okay i was gonna say 100 i'll be very happy with that <laughs> if that's the reality i think if the business can be doing 100k a month I in a year if, yeah i see that i think if the business can be doing 10k a month within five months then that's a pretty good sign of of what of what can come because we're only gonna no as in like i think from setting I, it up i five think, months in if you can hit 10k which we will do probably in january yeah then there's no reason to say why by the time we hit 30 in october that it couldn't be doing 100k you're right um because also with economy of scale and like true. once yeah, we have true. systems in place, we have word of mouth, we have like deliverables. Like, and we'll add new product lines. We'll as add well. new products. New services. We'll, yeah. Like, yeah, so, 100%. Especially if we end up adding SMMA. Yes, that was definitely a contributor so, to, to it. So with upsells, new marketing methods, expanding the team, like 
I think 100k in a year. It's it's obviously very punchy. Yeah, it is. But it's it is doable. But it's it's also so fun to aim for. It's so well, fun. To that's aim the for. thing. It's like if you know it's punchy but doable. Yeah. You think okay, well, fuck it. Let's just really go because we both know next year is going to be big. Next in terms of like big. the effort that we're going to be putting into it, 100%. like everyone, we know it's going to be a lot for all mm. of us. But we're excited by what the end result. I you know what be. you know what I'll be real with you. Like when it comes to the goals, my goals are. I have money goals, but the goal, the things that like really like get my dick hard aren't actually money related as much. I would love to be like, if I could have a net worth of a mil by 30, I'd like that. That would be great. I think that, and that's a punchy goal to aim for. But again, I think that that's quite punchy, but I think it's doable. We've got the crypto ball run next year. We've got the business scaling. I've got a couple of other projects. I'm like, you know, if you, if you scale like egregiously, it's doable very unlikely but doable um so that that stuff i would like but the stuff that makes me really excited is the idea of like in a year to know that like the business is crushing it we have so many clients i get to work on my best mate barney's heading up his whole like own department and he's like got like fucking 10 people under him 10 small barneys 10 small barneys little baby barneys (laughs) baby barneys yeah baby barneys and he's like he's the head at that point he's like the head of production for like a massive yeah. fucking media agency that actually i, I know it sounds weird and not i'm not all, and, I, and i'm not I even i'm not even way. i'm not even saying it um to be like <clears throat> you know what man it's not about my money i just want to make sure other people but i think it's because for me a year ago roughly um i i had i just started a random comedy podcast i had no experience in podcasting and he was the kid that worked behind the bar who had no tech experience and so to think that a year or at that point two years from that moment from standing in a pub as just like a comic with an idea for a goofy podcast and him being the kid that's pouring pints to think that two years from that date that i can be running my own media agency with my best mate and have one of my other best mates running up a whole production team that that excites me to fuck i'm 100 percent with you Do you know what i mean 100 because that's like then it's like because the thing is you know when you're when you're running an agency that's bringing in 100k a month like yeah you're making money we're making money so the money yeah. will be fine we'll have a nice house we'll have you know if you have a girl you'll be patterned like it's fine but ironically though to, to that point whilst that is my like financial goal for the for the business to scale it yeah i would honestly be quite happy if all the other elements of my life stayed the same mm. by the time i hit 30 mm. I feel like the the one thing I need to master is a really profitable business yeah. and building that and scaling that. And that's what fucking excites me. It's 100%. like, yeah, it's building a team. It's building a, it's doing fucking great work for the companies that you work with and the clients you work for and yeah. them being really happy with it and them sharing it and then reinvesting the money and building it. And it's like, I just, yeah, I've always had a desire to have a, a large team of yeah. people that we're on a journey together with. 100%. My, uh, my other goal is by... Uh, by 30 I want Barney to be on six figures mm. that's my goal I would definitely back that I want Barney to be on six figures by the time I'm 30 no by the time I'm 30 oh shit as in by the by this time next year I want you to be on six figures you got a fucking good year ahead of you dude yeah you do <laughs> yeah which is more than feasible man it is more than feasible more than fucking yeah, feasible yeah definitely more than feasible so but yeah look if we're gonna get down to brass tacks for me what would I like I mean yeah dude I'd like the agency I'd like the agency to be bringing in 100k a month um between this and any other ventures that i have consulting work other businesses whatever it might be i'd love to be making i'd say gross i'd love to be making 20k a month myself probably and i would like to be living hmm. <laughs> that i don't actually know that's yet. a difficult i don't know one. where i'd like to be living or how i'd like to be living yeah. but i'm not materialistic so i mean I, I think as long as i had a reasonably nice place i think i'd be okay um again for me it's about lifestyle if i yeah. know that i can go I'm, if i'm going into my 30s with a hugely profitable business and i get to have a laugh with my best mates that is sick dude that's i get winning. to i get to fucking absolutely pay winning. one of my oh. friends like great money and have him have a great quality of life i get to run a business with my best mate i get to like and we have a laugh doing what we do like we yeah, have such yeah, a great yeah. time we're always fucking laughing the three of us and like that is so invaluable and when i think about the life that i lived when i was in corporate and i was working jobs and you know even the jobs i you know i've done it's you know the the shit misery that comes with that so just to be able to wake up every day and not hate myself and hate my job and hate my life and be like dude i get to work with some of my best friends and make great money and it's fun work that 
that's my goal dude no that's, that's winning in of, in of itself that's winning 100%. taking the money aside so if you yeah. can genuinely do something that you're happy and excited about every single day that's winning regardless Amen. of the money that comes with it but yeah the money so, yeah for so, me for me personally, so what's your goal you, what's your goal it's a big thing um the the financial side of it i've gone into 50 i, I want to do be doing at least 50k a month um the for, the, for the business yeah um we can do that we can call it 100 call it 100k call a it 100k a month let's call it 100k a month by the time we're 30 because if we say 50k like, a month then it's like okay fine but mm-hmm. if you say 100k a month and we miss and we're hitting 50 that's decent we're crushing it that's decent. like uh, we're crushing it so, so 100k by barney obviously. can afford to move like more central closer yeah, to us exactly uh could, like live where live like fucking closer to us so we can be yeah you could live next to the studio yeah <laughs> <laughs> a camp bag like outside <laughs> So, yeah, definitely. definitely uh, exactly. We'll have so many clients by then, man. <laughs> I spent yeah. time here today. I may as well. <laughs> Not the ambition, though. You moved on. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's worth saying we were meant to come in the studio today at three. And then uh, we emailed Barney this morning. Because his phone's not working. Yeah. yeah, we emailed because Barney's phone's not working. <laughs> exactly. We emailed him and said, hey, we're not going to be in at three. We're going to be in at 6.30. So just a heads up. And uh, and because he hasn't had a phone on him, that's been the only way to contact him. And then at like three or five to three, I'm at mine with Skeeth and we're getting some work done. And I see my uh, security camera for the studio ping off on my phone. And it's like, there's motion in your studio. And I was like, oh no. And I swipe it. And I see Barney (laughs) walking in, putting his bag down. And I'm like, oh no. And and I just went on the microphone because I can speak through the ring. And I was like, dude. And then before I say anything, he goes, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's exactly how it went. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I think it would actually be cool to ask uh, Barney, what are your goals? Yeah, it just sat me off completely. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you said you're no, 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 We'll give you like a 10 minute diatribe on how he wants his whole fucking life set up. Excuse me, what are your goals? 100K? Barney, what about you, man? Like, what do you know? What do you think? Because this guy can go fuck himself. Moment's gone. I thought you were done. No, it's cool. Don't be a bitch. No, Barney, don't be a yeah, bitch. Yeah, Barney, don't be a bitch. Just come on. <laughs> I'd like to get out of this studio. Yeah, I'd like to go back to the pub, actually. I was saying that to be facetious. I haven't really got a huge amount more to say than that. It was like, I want the agency. All right, cool. So, Barney. Barney. Um, now, I want the agency to be doing like 100k a month. Um, and by that point, honestly, that's really all I need in addition to everything staying the way it is now. Yeah. With the family set up and my girlfriend and living together and everything like that. Honestly, I'm happy if that all stays mm. the same. If every if everything else is as it is as of today, I'm happy with that. I just my my main goal by 30 is to do with the business. I just want to scale this because I'm enjoying the process of building it, and I want to just. I'd like to. I want like, like to buy my mom a car. That's one I'd like to add. Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy that. my mom a car. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to like spoil people that have like supported me on the way. One hundred. That is a huge. That's what I mean, dude. I get more. Like, ex- I don't give. Dude, a, I, I don't. I'd give rather people, spend. I know money someone else than I would on myself. One hundred percent. If I could, if I could look, look, if I can afford to have like a nice cigar whenever I want, stuff like that, little yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if I can afford to have a nice cigar, not look at the price, and just enjoy it. I would love that. Yeah. But I get most excited about the idea of being like, yeah. oh, dude, my brother, my mum, my godparents. Like, I want to just, I like, people that have always backed yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I want to just I be can't like, wait for that. here. So you know satisfying. what I mean? I want to pay for them to like go on right. holiday and like all this kind of stuff, man. Um, so yeah, that's really me. Uh, as I say, I wasn't trying to be facetious, but it's like, yeah, the, the, the business is it. And I'm so lucky in that the other elements of my life are now in a really nice place. It took a long time for them to yeah, get to that well. point. Um, but everything else is really nicely set up. To the yeah. business for me is the sick the the thing yeah 29 to hell yeah um yeah what about you man i'm not like that bothered by a financial figure it's similar to what you were saying about the lifestyle yeah. like it's more like i was saying to my friend the other day who we've gone down very different paths and they went into like a typical corporate office job kind of thing i was talking to her and i was like i would not know what to do with 30 grand because mm. i've just ne- that's never been my motivation i've never been obviously i've not been earning millions behind the bar but i've never been like oh i wish i had just this two grand extra so i could do mm. this mm. it's more of a kind of like i want to be able to go to this event and not have to worry about the price kind of thing 100 like like that. you want to 100 percent make sure you keep hold of that by the way yeah that's a really fucking great mindset to have mm. and you really shouldn't be letting money poison that because if you can make money and keep that mindset you've cracked it true that's a really like i would say that because what you don't want to do is when you do start making money fall into the traps of shiny objects like, oh, thinking, oh, i've never had this i've never been exposed 50, yeah, yeah and yeah, it's like I, yeah. don't because yeah, i would love to have that 
Well, it's not even I'm on 30 and I want 50. It's I'm on 30, so I'm going to live like I'm on 30. And then I'm on 50, so I'm going to live like yeah. I'm on 50. And then you just keep your lifestyle yeah. inflation and lifestyle creep. I don't get me wrong. Like, I'll still, I'm not going to, if I was on like six figures by next year, I wouldn't still, there'd be definitely be extra stuff I'm course, doing. Of course, yeah. Makes sense. Apart from obviously the typical, like, there's people I'd buy shit for, like, do stuff for. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, which I kind of have to say now, really. We were only six figures, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and so, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, in terms of long term, because um, because I didn't realize it was going to be next, like the questions for next year. Long term, I want to win an award for this. I don't know if that's a thing, if that even exists. Interesting. Um, but wow. I want to be the best in the world at this at some point. I would never have thought you'd say that. That make that fills me with inspiration. I want you to win that yeah, award. I think I don't even know if there's a thing. If there is like a podcast, I'm sure there's a there podcast is, awards. I don't know if there's an editing category or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the fuck you want to call it. I'm sure there is. I'm so sure, sure there is. Yeah, having put the work and I've put in over the last year, like that's relative to podcasts and stuff like that's the one thing that comes to mind well that's the thing i mean editing is editing as a skill it's all encompassing it's, it's all encompassing yeah. and you can transfer it to editing for all sorts of different things and, and you're fucking good at it you're fucking so good at it you are fair play to you and also with the with the we're launching another arm to our business in january, in january so it's exciting times man it's very exciting man Today I'm feeling fucking good. I'm feeling good. It's too. been a great day. Done a lot of work. Comparative with you, to like, how we felt last week. Yeah, 100. percent Like you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very optimistic. Hell yeah, which is exciting. It makes a change. It does. Uh, it's I nice, also think man. having goals fleshed out is very, very important. And very I completely agree. And, and I, I feel like we didn't. We maybe should have thought about that a bit before we came on camera. But also, there's a part of me that thinks it's good that we had to think about it on camera. Yeah. Because I think it's quite good to actually put it out there. And say, yeah, let's hold ourselves accountable because this is what we want to do. And just having a number where you're like, okay, that's our target. Yeah. And then it's quite cool because if your target is like 100K a month in revenue and you're like, okay, well, we, we're doing, you know, let's say you're like, oh, we're doing this number. You can then just like subtract it. So you can get closer yeah, and closer yeah, yeah, and yeah. closer and closer. Yeah. And that's really exciting. Yeah, man. All right. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. I think we've gone this through. This was a like, cool update. Um, next week, I mean, we'll see where we are but it's nice to have a good win on the books yes it is if you enjoyed the episode please leave a comment that would be really awesome because this is a new series so we could use all the feedback we can get and uh, if you're listening on on uh, streaming services then please do rate us five stars because uh, that means a lot to us too and it helps us helps us grow and if you haven't subscribed yet please do subscribe because we're documenting the whole process of growing this business every single week so you will literally see every single week how we take a business that barely exists into uh, hopefully a seven or even eight figure business in the I'm future. I'm so glad we've started this format. Me too, man. I'm enjoying it's it. It's so awesome. That's Me sick. too. And a spud for the Barnster as well because... I'll do a virtual spud. Yeah. Virtual spud. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy. We'll see you next week.